This is Alex Pearson. Well, I deeply regret having to step away from a job that I love in a city that I love even more. I believe in my heart it is best to fully commit myself to the work that is required to repair these most important relationships. As well, I think it is important, as I always have, for the office of the mayor not to be in any way tarnished and not to see the city government itself put through a period of prolonged controversy arising out of this error in judgment on my part. Who didn't have philandering fool on their dance card Friday? Anyone? There you go. Alex Pearson with you on this Monday, February the 13th. Tomorrow is the most romantic day on the calendar for some of us. Others, not so much. But sure, we kick off a new week now looking for a new mayor. After this uh, stunning turn of events over the weekend, on Friday night, of course, John Tory coming out uh, very suddenly with this admission to a long-time affair with a young staffer, young enough to be his grandchild. And uh, I do think it depends on what lens you are looking through on this stuff. I think women and men generally will see this issue differently. You know, you've got the tabloid angle, all the salacious sides to this downfall. But, you know, there's a lot a very serious fallout that now faces what is already a pretty dysfunctional city, thanks to a mayor who admits now that he thought with the wrong head. So, yeah, a lot of the conversation today and this week is going to be about this because there is just that much fallout. And certainly there's a lot of debate over, you know, why did John Tory have to fall on his sword? I mean, why does he lose his job? If this was a private consensual relationship, well, because as the most powerful decision maker at the city level, certainly across this country, a guy like John Tory cannot wield his sword whenever the urge hits him. Fair or not, that's just the way it is. Unlike a private citizen, Tory in this position of power, uh, he has to follow a code of conduct. And while it doesn't straight up say, don't shag your staff, Tory very well knew as mayor that he had to maintain public confidence and that his behavior would have to stand up to scrutiny. You know, he can't be seen in a conflict of interest or using improper influence. And so as the top dog, John Tory had an obligation to serve the public before serving himself. And he had an obligation to this young staffer who is a subordinate. His job was to be her boss, not to bed her. And he knew that in a position of power, that sleeping with a 30-ish-year-old was a line not to be crossed. And he did cross it many, many, many times. And so while others will get a pass on this kind of thing, John Tory can't. He ran on Mr. Queaky, you know, Squeaky Clean. Remember, he was going to be the boring guy. He was the guy telling Rob Ford that he had to go step down because he had brought shame to the office. Well, now his brand and his judgment is in absolute tatters. Now, if this were an affair with a neighbor or someone who didn't work for Tory, I think he'd probably still be mayor right now. Like, it's not my, it's not my place to judge. I, I don't care what he does in his bedroom. I don't care what any of you do in your bedroom. That's up to you and your spouse to decide. Except when you are mayor. Then, you know, who you wine and dine, and if it's on my dime or your dime, we, it does matter. But Tory chose to fish off his own peer, and he was cast in his line for a pretty long time. And, by the way, at a time when he was telling the rest of us to lock down and stop visiting Granny. 
And the resignation is likely because the questions he would face from now on if he stayed on were no longer going to be about City Hall business. It's who he is getting busy with. You know, when did this happen? Who was paying for it? All those trips out of town, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, we are assuming that there's nothing more to come, right? And so here we are. Two days before the city's most consequential budget goes to council for voting. This is John Tory's budget, as it is being called. And it's a budget, you know, pushing for more money for cops, more security in cops and transit, and a property tax and a very aggressive housing plan that uh, John Tory had these new magical powers to push through. And now all of that is up in the air with a lot of the critics on the left eager to rip it open and push their agenda, which would raise taxes much higher. And, you know, you've got a crowd at City Hall who wanted to fund the cops. So now that John Tory is gone, what happens with all those issues? Do they just go away? Absolutely not. They don't go away. What does go away? Those strong mayor powers, those are now off the table because those don't actually get transferred to the deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, who is going to be stepping in for Tory. So daily, yeah, your water's going to flow and uh, your garbage is going to get collected. But the very sudden resignation of John Tory on Friday really throws everything at City Hall and the future of the city into question. You know, what happens with this $16.5 billion budget that will now get a vote from every single councillor, and they will have something to say because there's a big faction of this council that has a completely different uh, game plan for the city in mind. So the whole game has now changed. And I think for many, I mean, a lot of people thought, why, why would John Tory run again? I think two, two, two terms is enough. And so I think in the last election, he was seen by many as the best of a, of a lousy choice, a bunch of lousy choices. But he did win with a huge majority. There was no questioning those results. And he was able to get a lot of stuff down. He knew how to navigate council to get support to push through his priorities. And so in the fallout of all of this, there are still many in council and behind the scenes who are pushing John Tory to stay, you know, weather out this storm. I mean, that would be just such a hard turn for Tory to make right now. I can't see how he would make that. But hey, <laughs> crazier things have happened, right? But like within seconds of his speech on Friday night, which, you know, we jumped on air on Friday night and carried it because who has a press conference late at night on a Friday unless you're going to resign? So that's what happened. But within seconds of that happening, the war rooms were ramped up and candidates' names are being thrown out around. My phone's been ringing or blowing up all weekend. There's no shortage of those who are going to want Tory's job and who have their own legacy in mind. And so four and a half months after that sleeper race, you might have missed it. It was so boring. Uh, we are now going to head into a completely different new mayoral race that is going to be wide open. We're going to get new candidates, uh, new debates, new issues, new headaches. And whomever is running for the top job will be deciding pretty much the future of this city. Like, what's it going to look like? Is this going to be a city without cars? Higher taxes than what John Tory was proposing? More safe injection sites, less cops? What will their vision be? And it is a vision, is it the vision that suits their ideology? Or will it be good for the whole city? Because we've had a lot of problems with that on city council where you've got a lot of ideology driving the decisions.
which I think is in part as to why we are in the state we are today. And then what happens to all of this housing that John Tory was aggressively building? Does that still go on? Can it be done without these strong mayor powers? There's so much fallout to this. So it really defies absolute logic how someone like John Tory, someone in politics and public life for decades, like, how did he think that this would end well? That's what I'm confounded. Like, he's not dumb and yet did something so dumb, which is absolutely not the legacy he wants, isn't necessarily the legacy he deserves. He works very, very hard and has given a lot of his life to public service, but it's going to be his legacy. And as for the young woman in this case, I mean, she is an adult who made very adult uh, you know, decisions, but no amount of love or lust is, uh, is likely worth what she's going through right now. And I have no plans on naming or putting her picture up. I don't, I don't see that as being necessary or even fair. All I would ask is, like, is the dating pool in Toronto so bad now that a 68-year-old married mayor is the best choice on offer? That was like, I'm like, is this the best on offer? 30, 31, you can't find someone better? I guess not. I'm, I haven't been in the dating pool for a long time, but I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be my first choice. Having said all that, why does John Tory go and others survive? I mean, that is a big question people are asking. I mean, Bill Clinton survived his affair. Some people think he's a hero for what happened with Monica Lewinsky. But John Tory does not get that second chance. Did he have to resign in your mind? He's been mayor for eight years. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, is he less fit to serve office now than before this chapter was, was divulged? I mean, there are a lot of people who want to take his place. Are we better with the devil we know than the devil we don't know? But should he have gone? Could he have stayed? I've decided that I will step down as mayor so that I can take the time to reflect on my mistakes and to do the work of rebuilding the trust of my family. I'll be working with the city manager, city clerk, and the deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, to ensure an orderly transition in the coming days. There you go. Speaks for itself, right? So Mayor Tory, uh, almost not the mayor anymore. He still has to put the paperwork together and put it in. Maybe he'll change his mind. But for now, uh, he said he was going to resign. Question I think a lot of people want to know is, like, when does a private consensual relationship become a news story? And certainly one big enough to take out mayor of the biggest city in the country. Because we all hear the, you know, the, mir- the, the murmurs of the rumors but what was it about the rumors following John Tory that all of a sudden turned from gossip to news? And what makes this newsworthy? Let's ask one of the writers who broke this story, David Ryder, City Hall Bureau Chief for the Toronto Star. Good to have you, Dave. Thank you. So this was a pretty busy um, weekend for you, <laughs> Bensper, also on, on this uh, column that came out on a Friday night. Let me ask yeah. you this, because I think a lot of people are very kind of interested in knowing when... Um, Things that we hear, which we often do, take it to a next level that is worthy of becoming a news story. And so at what point did these rumors around John Tory, uh, you know, that, that you could take them to the editor and say, we've got a story? Yeah, I mean, the original rumor, the original tip I got was way back in December, which was just that the mayor and his wife were kind of on the road to divorce. And I, you know, we've written about them as a power couple. So it would be like a small story just announcing, you know, a kind of a sad thing. 
Um, and I reached out to the mayor's office and heard, you know, there's some stuff going on, but we're not ready to talk about it. I didn't have anything to report. So I just kept my ears open and was asking around, uh, you know, when I would interview somebody I knew who was close to them. Um, and, you know, and it seemed to be an open secret in political circles that they were essentially kind of living separate lives, that uh, they were not the couple they once were. But again, I just kind of waited. And then a couple of weeks ago, we got a, a very credible tip that there was another person involved, that it was a woman, a much younger woman, who had worked in the mayor's office. At that point, it seemed uh, like we had to at least do the due diligence to find out if it was a story, if it was in the public interest to report whatever was going on. Um, Some people very close to him said, no, that's crazy. The mayor would never do that. But we got a couple of people who said, yeah, there is some kind of relationship. They didn't know a lot of details. I think the big threshold for us was was did the relationship happen while she was working for him kind of essentially under his control um i think in the post me too era a lot of people feel that it is um in you know improper for um a powerful person and nobody in this town is more popular more powerful or was more powerful than john tory uh to have even a consensual relationship with somebody much junior uh, much less powerful and um and yeah, so essentially our reporting said that this was true, and then it all led up to a long series of back and forth with the mayor's office that led to his lawyer issuing a statement to us Friday night confirming it, and then we published, and then he made the decision. We didn't call on him resign, we just said, laid out the facts, and he made the decision to, to quit. Yeah, because this is not, I mean, I don't know about your newsroom, but you don't generally want to break news on Friday night because that's not when you get your best news cycle. I mean, it's like, what? I mean, you want to hit the Monday morning so it gets all, a lot of traction. That, that would be ideal. But once you obviously um, were able to get the mayor to realize that this was actually going to come out, because as I understand from some of your writing kind of in the aftermath, it's that he didn't necessarily think it was a story. But then I guess it was a point where he realized, OK, I, I, I can't fight this. And so he comes out and then he resigns. Um, is it because there are more questions that need to be answered? Like, I think a lot of people are saying, well, why couldn't he stay on as mayor? I mean, forget his private life, but why would this stop him from doing the job moving forward? The indications, I know they're, you know, with any messy political or personal situation, rather, well, I guess it's personal and political in this case, there are obviously more things. And we've heard some things which we haven't, like, proven. Um, and some of them we, we just might not report. I, I don't know if, if, if there was any other relationships involved, but if they didn't involve his job as mayor, I don't, I don't know that we'd necessarily report them. So I, I think from the people around him that I talked to over the weekend about how kind of the, the, the his final days, uh, you know, before he announced his resignation went down, I think there was a, a growing realization that at a time when Toronto is kind of in, you know, crisis on multiple fronts, financial crime we've seen on transit and other places, that this was going to be a giant diversion and really, it wouldn't end with him saying, I'm just going to take a little back, bit of time to, to deal with my family, but I'm going to remain as mayor. There would inevitably be an integrity commissioner investigation that uh, would and have probably interviews with everybody involved. I'm sure the integrity commissioner would want to interview the woman herself. Also, I was told that the mayor did not want this to damage the woman's uh, career or reputation. So uh, I think it was just a matter of, whether if he stayed on, either it was going to be, um, you know, a, a long kind of ordeal 
or maybe some more things would come out and then he would be forced to resign. But either way, they gamed it out. It, had, it ended with, with him quitting. And they're not they're not always the fun stories to do. I mean, they can be very uncomfortable when you find like because you see these people every single day at work and now you sure. see Tori obviously a lot. And it's, you know, it gets very uncomfortable when all of a sudden you have to say, by the way, I have this story. Can you comment on it? There's there's that a uh, kind of very uncomfortable position that that happens, but it's a part of the job. Um, and so where does a story in your mind go from here, Dave? I mean, maybe there isn't another chapter, but for a mayor like Tory, who has a pretty clean reputation, um, you know, and, and had obviously a lot he wanted to do for it to take him to the point of resignation that quickly, there will be people who say, well, he's doing the honorable thing, or there will be the other side that says, there's got to be more to this. Yeah. So where it goes from here? Well, you flicked, I think, in the intro that, you know, there are people around him, including uh, members of city council, who are urging him to reconsider and saying the city needs you. Please, you know, announce, take back your resignation and announce you're staying on. Um, I, I'm hearing that, you know, while it's probably nice for the mayor to hear that and he might feel like maybe his advice wasn't the best, it's, it's unlikely he would, like, add chaos to chaos and try and make a comeback. Um but uh, so as far as we'll continue reporting on the issues around the um, the relationship and if there are any sort of public policy or public interest things that we need to follow up on, uh, there are definitely questions about um, the woman uh, when she left the mayor's office, went to another job and then went mm-hmm. to MLSE, which is tied up with Rogers, which is obviously tied mm-hmm. up with John Tory. You know, did he get her that job? The, the mayor's office says no. Uh, we'll continue looking at that. But then we have a city budget that the mayor is mm-hmm. officially the mayor's budget, that $16.6 billion that's coming to council on Wednesday. And then we have the brewing race to replace Mayor Tory. And there are all kinds of names coming out of the woodwork and kicking tires. This would be a, a low threshold election. And then by that, I mean, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have to sacrifice many months of your life and potentially raise $2 million. For a by-election like this to become Mayor of Toronto, you could do it much quicker and much cheaper. And that means many, many people are looking at jumping in. Oh, yeah. They're all on TV now saying, no, I'm not interested. So if you see a politician right now saying, yeah, no, I'm not interested, they're interested. So uh, so expect to see the name. Yeah, all over the city, they're making calls. I absolutely don't uh, don't doubt that. Have there been any conversations, Dave, after the fact um, or or as to John Tory's point, um, you know, he's not answering any more questions. I mean, is there a, a conversation to be had? Has Barb, uh, his his wife, Hackett, has she weighed in? No, um, I I had a brief conversation with her while we were reporting this. I think I talked to her on Thursday or Friday. It's all a bit of a blur. Um, she essentially said, uh, "I do not want to comment. It's a it's a private a private uh, um, matter." Um, I know from my reporting that she was uh, involved, and her representatives uh, were involved in the discussions in the mayor's office that led up to that statement and that she had input into what he made public about his conduct. Um, He has said that he wants to focus on trying to repair the relationship with his family, including Barbara Hackett. My information was that he did spend the weekend with his children or some or all of them, or they're, they're grown. um, But that uh, Barbara is not in the city right now. It's kind of being known that she is essentially being, living uh, at their uh, home in Florida for quite some time. So, um, yeah, I think he is, he says he's just going to try and focus on, on, on uh, healing that pretty deep wound.
Yeah. I think one of the most confounding things is just given his experience, both in media and uh, politics, he's been like in politics probably about 50 years. How did he not think this was going to get out? I, I don't, that's what I find so confounding is how did me, he not think this would come out? Yeah. It's the reason when I got the original tip, I thought, well, I'll make some calls, but this sounds crazy. I don't think it's true. So, uh, yeah, it is. That's, I mean, the old, you know, when Hugh Grant got in scandal and he went on mm. you know, the night show. And oh, I remember. Like, yeah. What, what the hell were you thinking? I think that's what a lot of people would, would put to the mayor. I, I don't think he's going to like go on a talk show or, or talk, call no. me and, and bear his soul. Uh, the, he's an interesting character. You know, Rob Ford was obviously interesting in lots of ways. And a lot of people said, oh, John Tory's boring. But he, although he's an intensely public person, I mean, nobody spent more time in front of the cameras than John Tory. But I know from people around him, he's also an intensely private guy. He's not a, a soul-bearing guy, which was a bit frustrating. I yeah. think some of his advisors, because they felt like they didn't really know the full story, even while they were telling him what to do. Stay tuned. All right, Dave, heck of a scoop you got there, and thanks for ruining my Friday night. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, just teasing. That is uh, Dave Ryder, one of the uh, reporters. Ben Spur was also on this uh, particular story uh, when it uh, broke. They were part of the team coverage over the star. I recognize that permitting this relationship to develop was a serious error in judgment on my part. It came at a time when Barb, my wife of 40 plus years, and I were enduring many lengthy periods apart while I carried out my responsibilities during the pandemic. As a result, I've decided that I will step down as mayor so that I can take the time to reflect on my mistakes and to do the work of rebuilding the trust of my family. There you go. Whether the family uh, forgives will be up to them. But as uh, surprising as John Tory's resignation was on Friday, there would have been certainly many on the inside who knew it was coming and, um, you know, and that it happened so fast and on a Friday night signals that there could be more information to come that they simply didn't think Tory could survive. Because a lot of people say, well, why does he go and others survive their scandals? Well, I don't know. I guess it matters on what we hear next. But there have been very few have been in the, these power corridors when the uh, crap hits the perver proverbial fan. My next guest is one of them, Adrian Bapcha, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun, former communications director for the late mayor, Rob Ford. Hello there. Good morning. Good to be with you. Very, very busy weekend uh, for you as we watch the followed of this uh, stuff. So when you get um, the whiff of this, because it doesn't just ha um, happen automatically, there's a story, because we hear rumors all the time about people in political spaces that have, you know, whatever, wandering eyes. We hear them all the time. For you, Batra, when does it become, mm -hmm. uh, if you put your political hat on, uh, an issue that the mayor may not survive? Or, you know, for you, you were dealing with Mayor Ford, but at what point um, mm -hmm. in a crisis is it not enough to say, yeah, no comment, there's no story here? Well, the the challenge with a story like this is because of how long it went on. It happened in in the at City Hall. Uh, this individual um, that the mayor uh, allegedly had the affair with was a, a junior political staffer who was being paid by taxpayers' money. Uh, this person accompanied him on public trips, and so so you at you look at all that. And then you sort of look at, on balance, things that he's accomplished for the city, getting us through the pandemic, you know, returning some semblance of sanity back to back to city hall and city governance. Um, we can we can put the the agree or disagree with his policies on on the back burner for a moment, and then you just sort of think of how the goalposts have moved in terms of the public's acceptance of these types of of things. You, you need to throw this all in. 
into the mix. And, and we ended up with John Tory resigning, probably on the advice of many of the people around him. Um, but but I, I would say this about the type of politician John Tory is. He, to me, he, he's sort of, um, you know, an, an old school mentality in the sense that you do something wrong, you've messed up, you take accountability and responsibility, and, and here's where, he, where we end up with a resignation. The interesting thing is, there is a, you know, I've sort of seen it happening over the weekend, and I even, you know, from my social circles who follow this stuff, but, you know, don't get into it as much as say, you and I would being in, being in media, you know, a lot of them said, I don't care who he's having a relationship with. I don't care mm-hmm. what he's doing. You know, he's running the city fine. It, it, that's his personal life. Where it crosses the boundary is because it was a, um, you know, a, a junior political staffer uh, on the on the public's dime. And then all the questions that come thereafter. How did she get her next job? Was there any involvement with him getting that next opportunity for her? Like, so, mm-hmm. so. You you sort of swirl all this around. There was a lot of yelling, I've no doubt. And but but to your but to your broader question of when does it get to a point where you know you have to resign? I suspect John Tory made that came to that conclusion pretty quickly himself. Uh, yes. That because it, maybe yeah yeah. Well, I was just say there, w- there would have been people around him who knew this. There's no question. You always there's going to be one or two who know, and you know that the secrets are happening and the, and the rumblings. And so how uncomfortable um, are those conversations, given, you know, um, Batra, that when you get into politics, a lot of uncomfortable questions are asked. You basically have to empty every aspect of your life so they can determine, are you someone who can run and are we going to be dealing with scandal the whole time? And so how much more uncomfortable or how uncomfortable do those conversations get with a guy like John Tory, you know, given some of them would have known that this was going on? Unbelievably uncomfortable. So... Just so, so you so your listeners know, Alex, the confines of the office of the mayor is, is, is small. I mean, there's there's one side, which we call the fishbowl, it's the glass. And then there's like the main office of the mayor. And it, this is these aren't huge offices. Everybody's in closed quarters and and you're working very, very long hours together. And so I would be very hard pressed for anyone to say they didn't know. So so that's that's one thing. But in terms of just overall, uh, you know, the, the questioning of this and, and how, how this was, um, how this all came out and, and all of that, I, I just, I really have a hard time um, having been in those back, back rooms, have a hard time thinking that no one sat him down at some point and said, okay, Let's open up and shake out those closets and see what's lurking in there. When you're a political staffer, you, you know, you serve at the pleasure of the politician that has hired you. Right. So I served at the pleasure of Rob Ford's mayoralty um, until I, I left the office of the mayor. But so, so there's a deference you obviously have to give to to the person that you are you're working for. There's a respect and there's a, a um you know, certain things, and I will say certain things, you just don't talk about. But when it comes to things like th- this, this affair, which has, has allegedly has gone on since during the pandemic, let's talk about the fact that he was running for re-election, right? Mm-hmm. He's running but it's for a totally different, like, even, even from when your boss was in, even the whole Me Too stuff, that's all new. Like, John Tory would have known. He ought to have known. Well, this is, this is where, you know, I have known John 
personally for a very long time. I have an incredible yeah. respect for him, and I'm very sad to see that this is going to be his legacy yeah. as 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 mayor. This this is it right now, uh, and it's really unfortunate and it's bad for the city because it very much concerns me, as it should uh, most of us, the left on council and what they have in store for the, for the city. Mm-hmm. But but for uh, but on a personal level for 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 the mayor, he would have he would have had people around him saying, okay. We need to unpack all of the things that are going on in your life because eventually things come out. Eventually things are going to be revealed from, from the story being released. Look, we've all been hearing rumors about it for the last you know month or so. So the questions are, well, what has changed now? Like what suddenly, because he said in the mayor's statement, he said that affair ended recently. Well, what's recently mm-hmm. what changed in his, his personal dynamic, but it was, only until we know that the, the star was going to reveal the story and, and, and other media were making calls to the mayor's office, to others, that the story was coming out, that then he then decided to call the press conference on, on Friday evening. So it's possible this could have just kept going on and on and on. We never would have known if, if, if the media hadn't revealed the story. Um, yeah. So that, that's questionable in itself. But, but ultimately the mayor needed to tell like be completely honest and clean um, about what was going on. And then they could have created and developed a strategy way back when versus, you know, what we saw with the Patrick Brown scenario over four years ago, where it was like the dead of night next morning, it was a resignation staff is resigning. Like Tories was cleaner than that. Shall we say? I mean, if we, if we measure these things, Alex, it was a cleaner. Well, it wasn't running down the hall <laughs> away from yeah, the camp. It wasn't as chaotic. Yeah. 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 From that perspective, but, but, but still too many questions remain. Yeah. And so that leaves us in, in as a journalist saying, okay, what's next? What's coming mm-hmm. next? His team, his staff, people around him should know that already. They, I, I hope they do. So they're prepared for any residual stories that 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 will inevitably come out, because I am almost assured this is this is not the last of it. Take that as a hint. All right. Uh, watch for the uh, sun uh, reporting on this. Appreciate it, Adrian. If you have your perspective because you've been through this. So I appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure, Alex. Thank you. Uh, that is Adrian Batra. There you go. Um, no question. No question. John Tory is hurting, probably in the worst place he's been no question about it this is not how he would want to be remembered but um yeah sadly stupidity brought him to this point